This episode is brought to you in part by Our Daily Bread Ministries. Experience the joy and freedom that comes from a faith that perseveres. Check out Unshakable Moxie, growing a resilient faith at unshakablemoxie.com from Our Daily Bread Ministries. Visit unshakablemoxie.com. Welcome to the Grace Enough Podcast. I am your host, Amber Cullum. For the next 21 days, things are going to look a little bit different here on the show. I am going to be coming to you Monday through Friday up through November 21st to talk about different gratitude practices, the biblical roots of gratitude, and why we hear Paul speak the words, I give thanks for you so many times in his writings. I want to begin by laying a biblical foundation for when gratitude was first introduced to the Israelites. I'm going to share a verse from everyone's favorite book, Leviticus. In chapter 7, you will find the Lord speaking to Moses and giving him instructions for the offerings or sacrifices that are to be made in the tabernacle. To refresh your memory, at this point in time, Israel lives in the desert, or more accurately, they are wandering in the desert. And God is leading them with a cloud by day and a fire by night. He has given them instructions for the tabernacle, which is his dwelling place. And every time they move to a new location and set up camp, they are to take down the tabernacle, move all the parts along with the Ark of the Covenant, and set it up in their new camp. At this point in Leviticus, the people are at the base of Mount Sinai, and Moses is on top of the mountain receiving instructions from God about how his people are to worship him. The instructions are specific, they're orderly, and they involve lots of animals and blood and food. But this sacrificial system that God puts in place continually points to the coming Messiah, the final sacrifice, the sacrifice that we know to be Jesus. So Leviticus chapter 7, verse 11. And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings that one may offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the thanksgiving sacrifice unleavened loaves mixed with oil, unleavened wafers smeared with oil, and loaves of fine flour mixed with oil. With the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread. Okay, so that sounds like a foreign language. I get it. But I read that verse because I want you to hear Thanksgiving offering. This is the first time we hear about Thanksgiving in the Word. The sacrificial system God puts in place, there are five different offerings the Israelites were to make to God. And the peace offering that I just read about was one of the five. What you're going to notice is that peace offering and fellowship offering 
are actually interchangeable. They're one and the same. And so these five offerings that we read about in Leviticus are the burnt offering, grain offering, the fellowship, aka peace offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering. The peace or fellowship offering is what we read about in verse 11. Here are some things to know about the peace offering. It was voluntary. It was this optional sacrifice given to God. It was unlike the sin offering, which was required. There were three ways to give the fellowship or peace offering. And one of those ways was the Thanksgiving offering. And when presented as a Thanksgiving offering, the giver was giving it as a way to say thank you for God's unsought generosity or his grace. It was basically thanking God for his goodness. And so the reason why I point this out is because I want you to consider that maybe, just maybe, God gave Moses the details of the thank offering because he longs for his creation to thrive and to flourish and to experience his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And one way to do that is by intentionally giving thanks to the giver of all things. And that not only honors him, but it actually creates pathways in our brains that help with stress reduction and better sleep. And it triggers this feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine that we hear so much about. And coming up in episodes in the next couple of days and weeks, I will share more about the brain science of gratitude and how really as brain science discovers what gratitude does to the brain, it's just simply catching up with God's science. God made us this way. So while we are no longer bound to the sacrificial system due to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, there are still principles that can be taken from this Jewish practice. And why is that? The reason is because the Bible is not a bunch of separate stories put in there to only pick and choose different principles from each story to apply to our lives. Instead, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is telling one complete story, yet it's actually not complete. We are still a part of the story of God. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations, 
They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. And so here are a few of the principles that we can take from the thank offering that God put in place when Israel was first learning to become a nation. And maybe they're not so much principles as much as um, things to recognize when you begin to give thanks. Number one, God does not force his people to give thanks. It is optional Yet, when you do it, your life, your community, the family of God is transformed and is better because of it. Number two, the thank offering is the only sacrificial offering where a portion of what was given is to be consumed by the one who is making the offering. I'm going to get to why that matters in a few moments. And number three. The thank offering is shared with the Lord God, the high priest, and family and friends. So maybe those aren't so much principles as much as things that need further explanation as to why those matter for us today. The first one, God does not force his people to give thanks. Frequently, we hear Paul's words from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 quoted, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And when we hear those quoted, we often hear them as a command to give thanks in all circumstances. But it is wise to recognize that Paul was sharing with the Thessalonian church the best way for them to thrive, to flourish, and to experience God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. He was not sharing it as a command. And so that goes back to, as we see in the Old Testament and the sacrificial system, the thank offering was optional. It was a conscious choice made by the offerer to give thanks to God with a heart of joy and gratitude. Again, God does not force his people to thank him, but he does teach us that giving thanks is his best for us to cultivate a nearness to him. He does teach us that giving thanks is his will for us in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks will open our eyes to see him at work in ways and in places that we may not see otherwise. The second principle that can be taken from this early Jewish practice of the thank offering is that it's the only sacrifice or offering where a portion of what was offered is to be consumed by the one who is presenting it on the altar. Why is that important? I'll be sharing that in tomorrow's conversation along with the third principle. But as we close out today, I just want to bring before you a very simple and common gratitude practice on this first day of our time together. 
I want to encourage you to spend some time collecting what I call joy points. Make a goal to collect 10 simple joy points. What is a simple joy point? You know, maybe it is that warm cup of coffee. And that's really a common thing that I think we're all thankful for. But I want you to pay attention to some really ordinary things that you might not notice, but that happen on a regular basis around you that shows the work of God. Something for me when I first started doing this is I was surrounded by squirrels. And I know that sounds crazy to some of you who are listening, but everywhere I went, there were squirrels just scurrying around. And so on a day when I had this desire to thank God for 10 simple joys, I decided to slow down and watch the squirrel scurry along, run with his friend, pick up that acorn and hold it in such a way that he could perfectly nibble on his food. And I just noticed how God is so creative and detail oriented as I watched this little squirrel dig, pick up and eat this acorn. And I just thanked God that he is still at work in creation. So that was one of the things. Something else is paying attention to the leaves on the tree as they swayed in the wind. And, you know, maybe you're someone who has palm trees or just different plants around you. And if you really stop to pay attention to how the wind blows and for the most part, Things stay on the trees. They stay in place even when they're being blown incredibly hard. That is demonstration of the power and sovereignty and creativity of a God who loves you personally and who has made, who has given up a lot to redeem you back to himself and to show you great love. And so, and so that is my gentle challenge to you today. Collect 10 joy points. Write them down on a piece of paper. Maybe ask your family around the table if they can stop what they're doing, look around, and notice something ordinary that is actually, truly the extraordinary work of God in our lives. I'll see you back here tomorrow.